Um, I would like to now introduce Lenka Prokope-Kalberg, who is the CEO of Midleave and who possesses a great depth of knowledge in this area. Please, a warm applause. Thank you, and good morning, everyone. It is truly amazing to have all of you here with us today at this fantastic venue, and of course, all of you hundreds following us online. Welcome. 84% of global leaders and experts in a study from World Economic Forum state that they are worried or concerned about the outlook of the world. Perhaps not that surprising, due to climate change, war and geopolitical instability, economic downturn and increasing inequalities within most countries. To mention some of the threats affecting our lives and all our businesses. According to the 2022 Edelman Trust Barometer, which presents findings from a survey of 36,000 people in 28 countries, people believe societal leadership is core to business. They also believe that business is an effective driver of positive change. But at the same time, respondents don't perceive business as doing enough, and more than half say that capitalism does more harm than good in the world today. We at Mitliv see this and these factors as a loud and clear call to action. They are sharp reminders that responsible business matters and has to contribute to solutions. They motivate all of us in the Mitleave team to work even harder for both people and planet, and hopefully that goes for all of you here today. The word resilience and organizational resilience seems to be on everyone's lips. I found this definition that I think describes what it means well. Resilience as an ability to recover from or adjust easily to misfortune or change. Since we will be facing a lot of uncertainty and rapid change the coming years, this is a skill set that all organizations must address in order to try to future-proof themselves. And resilience boils down to three organizational skills. It's about adaptability, flexibility, and learning. So how can diversity and inclusion make our organizations more resilient? To summarize all the hundreds of studies out there stating what most of us in this room already know, more diverse perspectives in an inclusive environment, I repeat, in an inclusive environment, will lead to more adaptability, flexibility, and learning. So work hard on truly fostering an inclusive culture where diverse talent can really thrive. And just to pick one of these studies, according to one from BCG, 53% of the millennial generation say that they would actually leave an organization that does not have an inclusive workplace. That's a lot of people that would leave. An inclusive culture also leads to higher employee well-being and motivation. 71% of the participants in the same study state that they experience higher motivation if their company works with diversity and inclusion. 
And DNI also leads to better decision making, increased customer understanding, and more innovative ideas that actually get implemented, as well as improved financial results, positive reputation, and employer brand. So how can you work systematically with diversity and inclusion in your organization? These are the six dimensions in our model for a sustainable, business-driven, and holistic approach to DNI. And you need to work with all six of these. They are equally important, but I won't go through the whole model here today. I would today like to focus on one dimension that is often forgotten, maybe because it's a little bit boring. This is the operations part. Focusing on truly integrating diversity, equity, and inclusion into all your structures and processes is core. Don't treat it as a separate project. Awareness building activities are important. Understanding our own brains and unconscious biases is important. But we see that this must be combined with also making structures inclusive, building inclusive structures. Some important areas to look at is recruitment and promotion processes, of course. Some of you are doing that already. But also performance management, super important. Learning and development and communications. These are often areas where there is a lot of room of improvement. And inclusive structures make it easy, if done right, for employees to do the right thing without actually having to think about it. It nudges them to do the right thing without having to put any brain power into it. So let's be a little bit more hands-on. I have chosen two concrete and evidence-based tools that are easy to start with in your work. The first is an inclusion survey. Make sure to work in a data-driven way in understanding where you are today and where there are gaps that you need to address and where to start. One way of doing this is using our inclusion survey that measures how included employees feel in the workplace. It's free for everyone to use and over 50 organizations have for the first time now conducted the survey since we released it a year ago. And they've gotten answers to some of these very important questions here. I would like to share a few insights after helping some of the organizations analyzing the data. One is, don't only focus on the numbers per se. Even if you get a high level of inclusion, which is great, go beyond to really understand those who don't feel included, the voices of exclusion in your organizations. Everyone should feel included. Two, there might be a higher level of inclusion among coworkers compared to how inclusive leadership actually is. Then you need to know, then you need to know that you have to focus on the leadership first as one thing. And third, there could be areas in the organization where communications is less inclusive than in others. And then you need to know, then you know you have to work with that. Difficult to say. The second magic tool I want to talk about today is mentoring. We will hear more about that a little bit later. 
And we have fresh results from our mentoring program, Mitlivsjans, uh, and from our yearly impact survey. And the fantastic effects and impact make me enormously proud, and our whole team, of course. We had approximately 1,000 mentees in the program last year, and 51% of those found a job or an internship during or after the program. That's amazing, right? <laughs> Furthermore, 8 out of 10 state that the mentoring program contributed to better opportunities reaching a job corresponding to their skills in Sweden. That's also amazing. Turning to the mentors, 82% of the mentors state that they gained ideas on how their organization could act more inclusively in the workplace. And 90% say that they improved their capacity to lead and coach. And when asking our partners, 83% report that the mentors have become internal ambassadors on issues concerning diversity and inclusion. So for an organization engaging as mentors in the program is a great way to invest in the employee's learning and curiosity as we see that it leads to more inclusive behavior, more inclusive leadership, and affects the whole culture. And through the mentoring program, we today have a pool of talent of approximately 4,000 international professionals. And if you are among the 80% that, according to the organization Svensk Näringsliv, say that they have, have problems finding competence today, I strongly recommend that you add this talent pool in your coming recruitments. And one more advice. Make sure to really think through your language requirements. Try to avoid the fluency requirement, as we see it's not often necessary for actually doing the job well. People learn on the job, and it risks making you as an employer seem unattractive. Probably stating the obvious in this forum at least, uh, but we for sure know that great minds don't think alike. And great teams and organizations definitely don't. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lenke. Uh, I would like to ask you, we heard Jim Rotman say earlier that we should think about the next step, the next move. So from what you have presented today, what do you think is should be like the most pressing issue, the, the, the next step that people should think about? I think it has to do a lot with what Jim said. I agree. It has to do a lot with actually starting walking the talk. We want to see more actions. We want to see actions tomorrow already. And uh, we want to see people keeping leaders accountable, because that will make a difference. Thank you so much, Linka. Thank you.